It's officially done. The timer is out. Big Mom is finished. The referee just went in, tapped the arena three times or the podium. And it, it, that's it. Law and Kid are the winners. The new era has officially taken over. It began after the time skip, all right? Don't just because they weren't Yonko level. Listen, new era begin. I mean, you can make the argument when Rogers said, you know, he was hiding one piece. But as far as the worst generation, as far as Kid and Law, they've been slowly working their way up and they have officially taken over from taking it from Big Mom. Kaido's about to be taken too. And it's in their hands now. Now, this chapter, yo, I felt the stress with Long Kid. I felt like I was one of the bystanders down there, just like, yo, I, I, <laughs> if we don't win, I'm done. I'm fucked. <laughs> and yo, Big Mom, desperate, desperate. And we especially see it whenever she uses her soul pocus. Now, if you guys already know by now, the, the strength of this attack is just based on the fear that her opponents could be experiencing getting, you know, and then they're left with the ultimate choice uh, from what she has. Law and Kid weren't affected. And I, I, I'm happy that they weren't because at this point, if you've been fighting the Yonkos, or I'm not going to give you a time, but for the past couple chapters, there ain't no fear because it's do or die. There is no fear because, I mean, you guys lose, you die. You guys win, you survive, you know? And with that, I feel, you know, the, the power in itself is overpowered to, you know, anybody that's not on an outrageous law and kid level. It, it goes to show you how, why Big Mom has been able to last at her position for so long, along with her, you know, entire kingdom and army. But definitely desperation. You know, I feel it's a bit of a bait they were both like, hey, we ain't buying this shit. And Law, he uses this technique, uh, I believe related to Corazon. Memories getting joggy with Dress Rosa. But he basically put her in his room bubble and silenced everything. Not a peep, not a single vocal cord was able to make a sound. And so she wasn't able to, you know, of course, direct, um, for the sim- to keep it simple, her clouds and her other fire spirit. I'd be forgetting names, man. <laughs> it's just too many, too many names sometimes for me. And yo, kid just hits her with a damned punk. Okay, and real to not just base it off the name, a big ass railgun beam that just shoots her straight down, collapsing buildings and ground, everything right underneath. And I was just reading unless I'm like, damn, Oda, you really. You're really going all out with these panels. I mean, you have to. I mean, this is Climax to Wano. And that's crazy. Climax to Wano. Not One Piece. Wano. And it's just lovely. Lovely in every shape, way, and form. And of course, um, with Kaido's, Kaido's daughter underneath, you know, there was a whole thing with the fire, all the explosives. Conveniently, there's not a huge hole that she's able to throw everything down underneath. And as Big Mom's getting defeated by them, she just sort sort of starts having this speech or inner monologue against Roger that, you know, this is Roger's fault, the whole pirate era. The, the reason these scrubs decided they, th- they thought they had a chance. Now they're able to go up against me and take me out of my position. And then Big Mom's still stating that she's not finished yet as she's falling into the ocean, physically obliterated, no energy left, not being able to take any more life force, especially from Law and Kid. You weren't able to finish them off. And, you know, we see the likes of Zoro falling. We see the likes of Chopper falling. Brooke with, uh, Brooke with Robin. And as crazy and not as surreal, but as, an, as amazing as this is, especially with the confirmation that Big Mom was taken down, 
that it still isn't even the best part. That, that's crazy, right? Big Mom officially being taken down isn't the most hype part of the chapter. Yamato, wow, you see how the names just pop up. Yamato was having a conversation with Momonosuke. Hi, I still got his name right too. And it was basically about the elephant and Joy Boy and Odin writing about the elephant. What, what, what was the elephant's name? Zumasu? Zunisha? <laughs> I said Zuma. Zunisha, yes. Now, um, I believe it was Mr. Morg, but this is making a lot of sense. A lot of sense. And it blew me away too. Whenever Momonosuke was saying that there was a serious crime committed 800 years ago, Back when it was Joy Boy's companion, Zunisha was Z- Joy Boy's companion. Things are going full circle. At the way this is going, you know we're going to get a couple fight scenes with Luffy and Kaido, and we're going to get more lore added to this. Joy Boy has been being has been brought up more and more and more. It's getting to a point where we just need that info of Joy Boy. But knowing older, that might take like another year. But in all seriousness, I believe it was Mr. Morg or somebody else that they broke down how the crime Zunisha had was existing. And I was just like, yeah, that makes sort of sense. And they talk about how, you know, if it was Pluton, whatever me, took a devil fruit and the devil fruit made the weapon turn into an Agent Zoan and going down that lane, if you if you haven't heard of these theories, which makes perfect sense. Now, this is a callback to uh, the sequel to Water 7, Any's Lobby, because people are thinking, not people, but, you know, originally I was thinking, not even with this chapter, but how can someone's existence be a crime? And I'm like, wait, Any's Lobby is Robin's. Robin's very existence is a crime that was, you know, heavily emphasized. And here we are with Zunisha and again with Joy Boy. And Zunisha committed a crime. What, what could it possibly do? You know, I'm pretty sure it's very existence. It's a crime to the world government the same way Robin is. And adding the fact that it was Joy Boy's companion, this is where you could start having fun with the theories. Whether you want to say Zunisha is actually Pluton going on from there. Zunisha's uh, relationship with Joy Boy, was it used, you know, was Joy Boy using Zunisha as the weapon? Was there something? I can't, I can't give you more other than just tangents and theories and me just talking to create some headcanon. All right. But having that as the end of the chapter is like, whoa, first things first, the fact that y'all able to talk to each other at least like two, three miles away, it goes to show you this is like anime law, anime logic. You could probably ASMR that shit and they will hear they will hear you across the entire battlefield with explosions, (laughs) buildings collapsing, people getting murked out here. It's like, what? 800 years ago? No way. For real? Wait, hold on. Hit this shit. Nah, tell me all about it. Oh, man. Great. Great chapter. Um, I'm happy it got finished off. We're not going to keep doing the back and forth struggle. The, oh no, Big Mom actually has more health. And I loved, uh, again, the tension, the bit of tug of war, the momentum shift is, was still in Law and Kid's favor. Big Mom was trying to put this facade up that she had more in her. Kid was just like, <laughs> he just chuckled, finished her off. And then, you know, not Kid Law. And then Kid, he just gave us a WWE finale. Gave, gave us a, a fucking dunk from the free throw line. Great, great chapter. I can't wait for it. the next one. If they're going to give us backstory, explanation. Shout out to Momonosuke and Yamato for their insane hearing capabilities and speech development. That's it for One Piece chapter 1040. There's going to be a break next week. So, of course, no One Piece review. That's it. Drink some water. Take care. <laughs>